0: Hi and welcome to Leitrim Daily. My name is Brett Nearly, and you're listening to episode 207 of the podcast. Now what a weekend. Plenty of sporting action that we're going to be going through over the next 45 minutes or so on the show. It started in Clune on Friday night in the most torrential downpours. Absolutely horrific to not be able to enter a dressing room on Friday now We're going to go from that to the absolute blistering sunshine this morning in the Bee Park where Manor Rangers played Carberry in their table-topping clash in the sligo Leitrim Super League. With more on all of the games across the weekend, all four senior and all four intermediate championship fixtures, as well as that soccer clash on today's show. We're trying to get to as many games as possible, but what are your thoughts on the opening weekend of the football championship? It's great to be back, it's great to be out. Were you happy with the setup at all of these games? Were you happy with the attendances? Did you manage to get a ticket? Were you disappointed not to get a ticket? Did you stand in a field next door or in a house where you could view from an upstairs window or whatever it might be? Why don't you let us know your stories on our social media accounts? We'd love to hear maybe some of the creative ways you managed to watch the game that didn't involve being inside the actual fences ...of our Gaelic grounds across the weekend. Plenty of people got very, very creative indeed. Some of the things on Twitter and Facebook over the the weekend were quite entertaining. We're going to be talking to some of the people who were making the stories around the weekend... ...and I suppose two immediately hit us. We'll go through a full rundown of the results and fixtures of the weekend, but... Two stories that really came out of it, of course, was Leitrim Gales' first ever game and victory at senior championship level when they overcame Melvin Gales on a Saturday evening. We'll be talking to Eunan Tracy, uh, one of their players. He scored their first point on the, that victory and also their manager, Mal Gokian later in the programme. Another story, I suppose, is the success of FINA. Uh, their manager, Joe Flynn, of course, was with St Mary's last year. The two teams clashed this season in the first round of fixtures most people would have expected Carrick to prevail it didn't quite materialize like that and we will talk to Joe uh, first up on the show in fact about uh, how that whole situation developed and what happened on Saturday night at the game in FINA? So, uh, a slight surprise there, maybe to the people outside of that group of players and, and management in FINA. Uh, but when you think about it, five senior players, there really uh, shouldn't be much surprise there at all. We will go through all of the games, but before we go into that, I just want to mention that today's episode is sponsored by CrossFit in Carrick, and they're back open after closing due to COVID. and They would love your support if you're looking to get in shape. Uh, go and have a chat with the, the good people there and they will sort you right out. Anna and Fab are brilliant and will get you right in shape uh, as you progress out of your hibernation. We all could do with a little bit of uh, just kind of shedding that timber that we've put on over the last three or four months of, of good eating all that banana bread and whatever it is you've been up to, a uh, chance to get it right back off you and back in shape with CrossFit Carrick just located on the Dublin Road. Anyway, I want to say a personal note of thank you to everybody who has been supporting the show over the last year or so. It's been greatly appreciated. It really helps to keep the motivation levels high and to keep going to all these games and bringing the stories to you as well as all of the other content that we do create on the show. We did have our best ever day on Friday. We had one person shy of 4,000 3,999 people listened to the show on Friday, and it's a huge uh, vote of confidence in what we're doing here and thank you so much for that support and to continue uh, keeping up with what is going on across the county we're delighted to be able to help you in that and to provide something a little bit different to the traditional media that was in the locality and across the county in recent years Uh, another chance to mention the sports person of the month award that we started here at the start of the year we haven't forgotten about it Obviously, no sport happening since March, so we have to pick it back up again. Now, we got half a month in March, and we got half a month over the next two weeks. So don't forget, if you were impressed by somebody at a game this weekend, whether it was in the B Park or at one of the Gaelic fixtures, uh, you can nominate any individual you want for that award. We will be shortlisting. And a public vote will happen at the start of August. So you have until the 31st of July to nominate anyone you feel deserves it. You can go to our website, leitrimdaily.com, slash nominate, and you can put anybody's name in the hat. Now, please don't start a campaign to push people. One nomination will suffice at this stage. There will be a public vote. At the start of july it'll be for a really short space of time one vote per person you're f- well familiar with the drill at this stage if you're a regular listen to the show uh, speaking of being a regular listener to the show there are so many of you listening on a daily basis now and it's absolutely fantastic but we would recommend that if you listen to us on the leitrim daily website you're more than welcome to it will continue to be an opportunity there to listen to the show every single episode will be put there But the best way to listen to a podcast, if you're not familiar with the format, is through an app on your phone or your tablet or on your computer. And the best ones we can recommend are, if you're familiar with Spotify, the podcasts app, if you're on an iOS, if you're on an iPhone, there's an app on your phone called Podcasts. Open that and search for Leitrim Daily. Google Podcasts is now a thing and, of course, YouTube as well. They're probably the four best places. Follow us or subscribe to each of those shows. There's no charge. It's completely free. And every day we launch a new episode, you will get that straight to your phone and you can play it direct. It just means you don't have to wait to get notifications from us. So if if you're interested, feel free to subscribe. Most people listening to this will probably already have done that, but there are a huge percentage of people that still listen to the show on our website and it's just a little bit easier, a little bit more streamlined than it's really, I suppose, how uh, best to manage it. It keeps place. If you have to leave in the middle of a show, it will remind you of where you were, so uh, that's all the that little kind of notes and notices. I will just say one final word, which is a very huge thank you to anybody who may have heard our appeal on Friday's shows uh, for All In for Aina the story of Aina Caffrey, of course, the child of an off ass woman, Yvonne Brady, who uh, well known to anyone involved in ladies football. And obviously, there's a, a serious illness going on there at the moment with young Aina, 17 months old. The campaign is still open. They have hit their goal, but still every penny uh, or you can help with or any person you can put in touch with that campaign, uh, it will be greatly appreciated. So uh, congratulations to everybody involved in making that such a success and it's such a good cause and uh, I hope everything ends up uh, as well as it possibly can be expected and that the funds that are raised really allowed the Caffrey family and the Brady family to get in and row in behind Dana and give him the support that he needs and that we all hope he gets over the next couple of weeks months and even years uh, that is uh, just a phenomenal achievement for everybody involved with with the sporting fraternity in the county so hats off to everybody over in Ahavas and who who made that happen as part of the St Joseph's Club now let's move on to the actual sport that's why you're here this weekend and we have so much stuff to talk about we had the start of the senior football championship and as we mentioned, some really big, big stories uh, involved in that particular game. We'll go through a full rundown of the results uh, before we go into a bit more depth into each game that was played over the weekend. And the first one up is in Group 1. Fina St. Collins 2-12, St. Mary's Kiltard 2-9. We'll hear from Joe Flynn very shortly about that. Mohal 15 points, Balnamore Shauna heslins 16 points, a one-point victory for last year's finalists. Adrian Smith will be joining us later in the programme to talk about that particular game. In Group 2, Leitrim Gales, in their first ever senior campaign, uh, they ran out winners 115 to 17 over Melvin Gales. We'll hear from Ian and Tracy Malgukian, as well as Killian McLone, who spoke to us after his side's defeat uh, in that particular fixture. In the final game, which was the game that was broadcast live on Ocean FM, On Saturday night and is now available to watch uh, in video form on leitrimgaa.ie well worth checking out if you weren't lucky enough to be one of the 200 lucky enough to get to that game on Saturday night that score finished 112 to Glencarg Manor Hamilton eight points to Alan Gales in the Intermediate Football Championship one game played on Friday night that was Kiltubbard nine points Anaduff 10 points, a one point victory for Anaduff. A tight encounter, uh, much tighter than people would have expected going into that game with Kiltoberd just surviving, uh, I think, third place in their group last year with Anaduff running Leitrim Gales reasonably close in the semi final in last year's championship. So much expected of Anaduff. Kiltoberd really did step up to the mark, though. Fantastic uh, result from their point of view. We will be hearing from uh, Anaduff player Dylan Keane as well as Kiltoberd manager Kieran McTague. Later in the program. On Saturday, a full round of fixtures remained. Balneglera 215, Borna Kula 214, Eslin 10 points, Drumkirin 116, a nine point victory for Drumkirin in that game. We'll hear from their manager, Francis David. He spoke to Seamus Gallagher after the match on Saturday evening. Gortletra 211, Drumma two 29 in a very Two-sided game. Uh, First half, a fairly big lead there for Gortletra. But Drummer pulled them back to just be two points in arrears at the end of the game. Some really, really good games there. Uh, In terms of soccer, we'll talk about that later on. But Manor Rangers won. Carberry FC won in the the top-of-the-table clash in the sligo Leitrim Super League. Anyway, let's get into the actual meat of the interviews. And today, I sat down with Joe Flynn after his side's success over his previous side St Mary's we talked to Safina manager Joe Flynn now one of the results that would have taken a lot of people's attention on Saturday evening in the senior football championship this weekend was the result where St Mary's were beaten 2-9 to two twelve 12 by Fina St Collins I'm joined by their manager Joe Flynn now Joe welcome to, to the studio welcome to the show thanks very much for having me Brett. it's been an interesting weekend for you, I suppose. I suppose let's set the scene. We talked about it in our preview show, but of course you were the manager of St Mary's last year. You're now in the dugout, or not in the dugout because of the coronavirus, but you're on the sideline for St Collins and Fina. Uh, you must be happy with the result.
1: Yeah, yeah. Obviously I was with Carrick last year. Um, I've been really in and out of management in the Carrick setup since 2013. Um, I was with them when we won it in 2013, then we lost the county final in 2014, for, and I went back for a couple of years after that. So, um, and then to be on the other side on Saturday was very different to say the least, um, but regardless of that, I was a FINA man on, on Saturday evening, So and it was all about the result for FINA, so, and we got that, which we're, we're all delighted with.
0: You're kind of underplaying it though, because you say seven years, but your family are absolutely etched in St. Mary's colours. Why why did the switch? Why, why did that happen?
1: Um... Okay, so just I was a, basically a free agent and uh, it was around Christmas time I got a phone call from I think it was T P. McLaughlin at the time, asking me if I'd be interested in in uh, getting involved with FINA and meeting a couple of the players. So that happened in early January. Um it's my I've actually I was going through the family tree there and actually have my great grandfather's actually buried in FINA and my uncle played for FINA. So there is that little connection there, so it was nice to bring that bit of it into um bring it home as well. So
0: Snap, my great-grandparents and grandparents are in FINA as well. Right. Funny uh, how these things happen. In terms of the game, though, let's talk through the game, obviously, because people were writing FINA off at the start of the championship. But in reality, there's five senior inter-county players there in the two O'Rourke's, Donald Rin, O'Shea McLaughlin and uh, Jack and mm-hmm. there, There's plenty of experience there. There's no reason for anyone to be kind of under underplaying the, the strength of FINA.
1: So when the group was drawn, I think everybody was saying that it was a group of death... And maybe that people needed to, we're looking at FINA as one of the uh, teams that they needs to pick up points. Um, but for Carrick on Saturday, they probably are very disappointed in themselves and how, how the result went for Carrick. But as you said, there is there is quality in FINA with those five county players. There was a couple of, there's actually three lads involved in the under 20 team, lad, or the Leachland under 20 team as well. So there is quality and there is a bit of depth. We have we're, we're, a bit of cover there as well, so... Um, we just have to keep moving I think a big thing for FINA is going to be um, keeping a clean bill of health and keeping the players, players injury free and healthy uh, moving throughout the championship and so far we've been very lucky we've, to get the full complement of players on the pitch on Saturday was a big thing for that team um, and we're looking good for, for two weeks as well
0: Obviously, one or two players there with notable injury worries over the last couple of years. Ryan O'Rourke being probably the main name in terms of being this, on the sick bed over the last few few seasons. How important is it that the players like that are available and, and that you don't have to dip into that depth unnecessarily?
1: Yeah, well, just like with the likes of Ryan, um, to say to for any team to miss a player of that quality in a championship match is going to suffer. They're gonna, it's going to have um, it's going to bring its own. Issues for for the team because there's he is a very very much a focal point of the team and um, so it is it's we managed we were, I'm always talking about managing the load of the players so it's a big thing um not to to go too hard on the players as well to get them right for 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 the for the big day and that's what it's all about if you're not doing that you're doing something wrong
0: in terms of the the game itself who were you really happy with and maybe where can you tighten up for for the next week's game?
1: It's I, a good question. Um, I think throughout the field, we, we had a few very big performers, and like Connor Dwyer, he went slotted into full-back, which he hadn't really played much football at full-back, and he had a standout game there. And then we had a, a deputant in, um, Owen McLaughlin, who got his first uh, point, which was a big thing for him, and he had a great game as well. Um, and then we really dominated around midfield and put a lot of pressure on the St Mary's kickouts. And when you get a uh, foothold in midfield, you're, you're, you're 50% there of winning a match, and that's what we did. Um, and in the forwards, um, Reardon was causing lots of hassle all day, and I think and um, Oshin, tr- Ryan and Reardon were causing lots of trouble for the Kerry defence as well. So, listen, all around it was a great performance. Um, it would be probably unfair to single out anybody, but um, I'm just happy with the way the, the, the lads played.
0: Obviously, you know the Carrick team quite intimately from being involved over the last while. Um, who from there impressed you? Who, were you? who kind of might have surprised you even? Yeah, um, I think Jim McKellar
1: had a good game. He was he was getting on a lot of ball. Um, the James McGrail, he's a veteran. He, he tried hard in midfield all day. Um, so to see him back playing was probably a big thing because he's having his own issues with his. With his knees and stuff like that, but he was a fair play to him to get back. Ray Ray Mulvey started off well. He sort of drifted out of out of the game a bit for Carrick, but um, there, there was I'd say they probably will be a little bit disappointed in their in the performance overall. I think there was it's more in that Carrick team that they showed on Saturday. Um I think um, what we're hearing now is that there's injuries, lads are carrying niggles going into the match, and that that's always a worry for for a manager and a worry for the player, and it might be holding back in your performance. So they're going to be disappointed in that front. But um, we I think we've we won by three points. I'd say we could have won by more. I think we had a couple of go, uh, very good goal chances as well that we didn't take. So um, we just—we really had a, lot of an- ticked, or had a lot of answers for them.
0: There's one thing I want to ask you about that happened over the weekend that just caught my eye, and that was in the first couple of minutes of the Alan Gale's Glencairn Manor game. Now, you don't necessarily have seen the game to no. answer the question. Uh, but... 30 seconds, 60 seconds into the match, Conor Dolan, who started the match, was substituted for James Glancy. Now, it was very obviously uh, some sort of a ploy to eliminate him from a consideration further down the line because of the 17 players. What's your view on that? Like, Obviously, they they played him to start him to make him ineligible, but it means that somebody else who possibly should have been number 17, their third Mm -hmm. sub on the night... Is now eligible to play intermediate football? I know it doesn't affect the senior championship as such, but but how legitimate is is doing something like that within a club?
1: I it happens it happens in lots of clubs, and I think for the manager it's actually a distraction on the day that's not needed. Um, But some clubs then think there's a need to do it. I didn't do it. I don't think Carrick did it on Saturday. Um, And it's I don't know if if winning the second if your second team doing well in the competition is that important to you. I think your priorities are wrong. Your first team is your
0: priority and get your best team out and try and win the match in the day. Delighted for you in terms of the result at the weekend. Next up, you face? Uh, Muggle in two weeks. What is the, the prognosis? Obviously, you have a game off this weekend, yeah. so you'll have those two points going into that third round of games. What is the the hopes for the, the, the year ahead? Um,
1: I, It's a seven-step seven, seven step process. Uh, we're step one down, we're going on to step two. Um. Muhul will bring their own challenges. We know that, and they have quality there in in Keith Byrne. I'm hearing and Madden is uh, back playing wing forward and doing lots of damage. So Muhul will have their own own ambitions. We we'll have our own set our own goals, and we'll work towards that. Um, we're looking ho- looking about getting out of that group first off. Um, just the way the groups are gone, then you're going to be getting into a quarter final, and you just don't know what team you're going to get in the quarter final. Actually, like the look of Leitch and Gales this year. Um they're a big strong team. I think they could easily finish top of their group. So we could find ourselves in a in a, another tight match against Leitrim Gales and then I think Fina and Leitrim Gales have always had ding dong battles over the year. Could happen and, and then if you're in once you're into the quarter final, anything can happen. Um you'd be looking for a semi final final, whatever happens. Is a
0: title um, beyond Fina this year?
1: I don't think so. When you have the quality in there, um and things go you you need luck. That's the keys to football. Don't you're not going to get anywhere without that bit of luck. So if you have a bit of luck and we can keep everybody on the pitch fit and healthy, um, there's no reason why Fina can't go the whole way.
0: Well, listen, congratulations on a good first step. I'm sure there'll be plenty of little uh, swerves over the next seven stages, but hopefully uh, you're there thereabouts when it comes down to it. Thanks very much for popping into us and no the best luck for the rest of the championship. Thanks, perfect. Now, in the second game in Group 1 played on Saturday evening, Ballinamore, Shauna Heslins made the short journey to Mull to take on one of their contenders if they want to be taken uh, as contenders for this year's senior championship. Uh, ca- described as a classic by some of our media colleagues uh, over the last 24 hours on social media at least, Adrian Smith joins us now to talk about the game. Adrian, from a Ballinamore, Shauna Heslins point of view, you must be delighted with the result. Yeah,
2: delighted obviously to get two points on the board, which is what it's all about at this stage of the year. Um, whether it's a classic or not is for the for the uh, somebody else to decide, rather than me. It's difficult to gauge the the way a game goes when you're when you're on the line when you're involved.
0: What was the I suppose, the major talking points of the game, or how did the game pan out for you?
2: Well, I think the game. Passed off without any major incident or, or uh, say massive turning point. There was no goal scored, obviously, so so there was no real uh, uh, moment of the game that you would pick out. But Moha started well and very very well, and uh, we were kind of caught uh, on the back foot for the first few minutes. I think we went seven three down, and um, we we got our we got our act together then and got it back to eight points apiece at halftime. Uh, Mohul took an early lead in the second half again, and we were, we were tit for tat in the, most of the second half. We were lucky to get a few, few um, chances late on to go to go uh, a point or two up, and just held out. That was that was uh, the way it panned out. Really without major major talking points.
0: How did you, as a management team and the players, think of the performance after the game? Were you happy, or did you feel a bit ring rusty and kind of just glad to be back in action? Well,
2: obviously, delighted to be back in action. Yeah. Um, to be honest, it, when you're analysing the game, it's it's pro- it's probably yearly to 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 pick it, pick out all the points. But we uh, we we're happy with a lot of things, and then we we have loads of things to work on. So if we're in a good position uh, yeah. from that point of view, it's it'd be bad if we thought we had nothing to do. So we we can we'll obviously have a look at the video in the next few days and and. Uh, see what needs to be worked on.
0: Talking about working with the championship in mind, Uh, from one local derby on one side of of Balinamore to the other, you face Ahuwila next week. Uh, Always a nice, tasty encounter when the two sides meet. It's in Balinamore on Saturday evening. Should be a a cracking affair.
2: Well, yeah, look, it's going to be a unique affair, if nothing else. Um, I don't remember in my lifetime, uh, well, in my memory anyway, uh, Balinamore playing Ahuwila in you know, a home and away venue in the championship. So it hasn't happened in a long time. It, it'd be great if, it, if, if these home and away, uh, I'm a fan of the home and away venues myself, if it kept going, but uh, if, if it returns to um, neutral venues next year, it might not happen for a long time again. So whatever, whatever else happens, it's going to be a very unique occasion.
0: I think a lot of people seem to be very in favour of the home and away, maybe having a look at it medium to long term. The one thing I'll ask you about is the scheduling of games. With all games taking place at the same time, it doesn't give you the opportunity maybe to catch a second game over the weekend or to scout future opponents. How did you find that in terms of as you go forward? I know obviously Will and Art playing uh, this weekend, so you wouldn't have had that opportunity anyway. But your next two games after that, it might have been nice to get a crack and and see what they're at this weekend.
2: Yeah, um, I suppose it's early days and we haven't really... um, got through a full championship of the home and away fixtures. It's it's look at it. You know, you'd love to watch your opponents playing 10 days in a row before you play them to see, to see everything that they have to offer. But it's not the case. Normally, like in the normal course of events, you'd be very lucky to see your, your next week's opponents this week. Um, So, so from that point of view, I'd, I'd still be in favor of the home and away venues. I understand that it probably puts pressure on the, on their resources. Uh, as regards officials, and obviously puts pressure on the me- media like yourselves and others that, that uh, you can't make halves yourselves. But um, look, it's it's unique. It's it's enjoyable. It's we'll just we'll wait to to uh, the end of this championship to make our to make our judgement on it
0: in terms of the group now obviously Fina taking the scalp of St Mary's last night somewhat unexpectedly to a lot of people outside of maybe Fina itself in terms of that that group how do you think it's shaping up reasonably confident you're you're still going to be in the mix uh, when it comes down to it
2: yeah well uh, I, I, I wouldn't be saying that just yet I mean it's very early doors like obviously I wouldn't have played a game yet uh one two points uh, won't do you much good in, in this uh, as a, as a final at the final day. Uh, won't get you over the line. So it's impossible to call at this stage. You know, it's it's really too early in, in the in the day.
0: Who, as a point of interest, would be for both teams to look out for over the coming weeks? Who who impressed you uh, from your own side, but also from the Mohal side uh, in the game last night?
2: Well, I think a lot of a lot of um, a lot of guys played well um, up front. I would say that, that Luke Murphy impressed to kick a nice few free, freezing points. Um, Mark McGrory had a good shift in, 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 the, in, the, in the middle third there as well, you know. But uh, probably the standout players on the field were from, uh, from the mobile point of view. They, 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 they kicked some excellent points. Uh, Keith Byrne in particular was, um, was on form and, and kicked points from all angles. So, so look, there's lots to look forward to in the championship and from all sides.
0: Plenty to come and might not be the last you see a Mughal, uh, in this particular edition of the Senior Football Championship. Adrian Smith, thanks very uh, much for joining thanks. me and uh, thanks for me. best of luck. Talk to you soon.
2: All the best. Take care.
0: Now on Saturday night in Leitrim Village, there was a historic event for the youngest football club in the county. Leitrim Gales, 23 years in existence, have been formed in 1997 hosted Melvin Gales in a highly charged senior football championship game their first ever at this level their full forward Eunan Tracy opened the scoring and got the second point early in that game 22 years after he featured in Leitrim Gales first ever underage game played in Peter Guckian's backyard, up in Fawn, just outside Leitrim village. Twenty-two years later, he featured in their first ever senior championship game, scoring that first point. And I spoke to him after the game about what he remembered from that game and how much of an impact the club has made in the community over the last twenty-two years. Eunan Tracy, first senior game for Leitrim Gales, hundred percent record first score as well congratulations you must feel happy after that
3: delighted Bethany. yeah it's brilliant just to get one win off the rock you know, you know yourself it was a big historic, historic day for Leitham Gales we knew
0: what we had coming into this game we knew we had the quality and we were just delighted to get the two points it's not very often that teams coming up from the intermediate grade make such an impression on the first day from start to finish that was a pretty good performance from yourselves was that what you were expecting coming into the game Listen, you can never tell what another team is going to bring to it, but we were confident in, in ourselves.
3: Yeah, we thought about Melvin Gales a bit, but we are confident in the bunch that's in there. There's serious belief in this team. We're not here just for it to be make up the numbers. There's progression in this club, and it's year on year, and we're here to compete.
0: Now, of course, you would have been involved in the very first underage game 22 years ago yeah. with the club. What does it mean now to be looking at that 22-year gap between now and then and the difference in the club has made from when you would have first been involved as a probably eight or nine year old yeah. a proud club man listen the club
3: is going in the right direction year on year we're making progress and we're not ahead of ourselves the hard work like you have to earn respect the more you come up listen people want to put you back down so we're here to you know compete we believe in ourselves as i said already and it's just pure pride you know compete at senior level i'm sure there's a lot of proud club members here today
0: we there the first day, and it's a great day for them as well. In terms of the overall game today, uh, fairly physical, but didn't quite stray into dirty despite the red card and the two black cards in the game. There was a bit of niggle there, though. What were your thoughts on that, senior championship? Listen, that's what you that's what you want. You know, we'd
3: be disappointed in ourselves if we didn't bring a physical element to it. And Melvin Gales, I'm sure, the same. Everything is on the line. You know, the first game is so important to get two points. So obviously there was a bit of a an edge to
0: it no I wouldn't say dirty but just what you would expect in Senior Championship Listen, well done today I'm sure there'll be some celebrations tonight but the Senior Championship continues next week so the very best of luck thanks very much Prefnick. I also spoke to Leitrim Gales manager Mal Guckian and here's what he had to say Mal Guckian manager Leitrim Gales this must be one of the, the best days now how does that compare to the Championship win last year kind of getting that first we're here into Senior Football
4: um, it's like it's a massive occasion and a great 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 occasion for the club to be in senior championship and we're all looking forward to today like you know and it's just it pays dividends to the hard work that's gone on over the years you know and even here it's, it's a reward for the for the, the greater people of the village and the club and the whole lot to be able to take part in the senior championship and of course my hat goes off even getting a bit away from the game but I think the whole occasion like the work that was done here on the pitch was savage, like, you know, it looked great for for a championship game here today, for, by all the community here that helped out, and Burnley, they had uh, the field and everything looking great, so it, it all led up and helped, helped for a great occasion and a great day.
0: In terms of the actual game, great start?
4: We started off fairly well, yeah, we knew we had to, like, it's Melvin Gales, like, Melvin Gales are, like, one of the top clubs there, thereabouts, every year come, you know, semi-finals, finalists and whatnot, like, so we knew that, like, when you're in senior championship, we, we can't, you know, you have to start well, you have to start, strong
0: and and like you know, be happy outgoing. <laughs> in terms of the game, it never quite got to dirty, but there was a fairly physical encounter the whole way through the game between both sides. Both sides getting stuck in, one red card, two black cards. What was your thoughts on the, the discipline throughout the game on both sides?
4: Both sides, I thought of it was like a senior championship. Um like you have thirty men out there couple of subs coming in Like you know th- Everyone has the one goal At the end of it Is to win that game Like your senior championship I didn't I didn't think the discipline Was too bad Like um, I thought The referee handled it Very well Like you know So you know Yes there will be cards And that But I thought I'm, I'm, It was evident out there That both teams wanted to Go hammer and tongs and, and win it like
0: Some really good football On display from both sides
4: Oh yeah Like Melbourne Gales Are like a, The great footballers Throughout all Like positions and what not And Ourselves Like you know the, Like they're a great bunch of lads like you know we won't have the biggest group in in the county but like the lads work for each other all the way through
0: I was getting worried for the first 10 or 15 minutes whether uh, Emlyn Mulligan's wife would need to get worried himself and Donald Clay's Casey seems to be getting very uh, closely uh, attached to each other for about 10 minutes at the start of the game was that a tactic to kind of focus on maybe the the likes of Emlyn who can create damage from a tiny bit of space
4: not really because like between injuries and like um, different things, we couldn't put a, a team together till just you know prior to match really. Like you know, so it was trying to get our fellows into positions and seeing who we had to bring on and different things. Like so, it wasn't really it was it wasn't too many tactics being able to enforce us
0: today, unfortunately. In terms of you mentioned this, the the pitch here, but in terms of the actual restrictions put on them by COVID, how much did that take away maybe from the the atmosphere today?
4: listen, the restrictions are what they are and I suppose, like, you know, after the horrendous, like, couple of months that the whole country has gone through you know, you tend to forget, like you know, it's brilliant to be out here in an evening like this and watch football and be part of seeing lads play football and whatnot. yes, there's many, many disappointed people that want to be here today and we'd love to see them all, but unfortunately we had to cover all the guidelines and adhere to them, you know,
0: which it's a pity, but you know, we just have to do what's there in front of us. Some very novel uh, images tonight of lads st- sitting up on the hills around the pitch watching it from a distance and we never quite thought we'd have the chief seats here in Leitrim Village but in terms of the, the game, now that you've got that first win, first game, all that's now gone and done and dusted and put to bed. You've kind of, you've put a line through that. Can you now really just get on and look at the championship and just take it game by game and what's the plan going forward?
4: Yeah, well you, you nailed it there, Brett It is, it's game by game. That's that's all you can look for. Like, you know, it's next game. We're not playing next weekend. So we've got a few knocks and stuff like, to different lads. And we'll just have to try and uh, recuperate and get ready to go for the, the following week. But it is, it's game by game. That's the only way to look forward to it. So congratulations again today. Thank you, Breffney.
0: A hugely significant night for Leitrim Gales. But of course, for every winner, there has to be a side that doesn't come out on top. And thank you very much to Killy McLoone, who spoke to me after the game on behalf of Melvin Gales. Killian thoughts after that?
4: Ah, oh, look, it's just very disheartening for us, I suppose, coming up
0: here and just first competitive game of the year and didn't come away with the win, I suppose. It's just disheartening. Early start for Leitrim Gales, they came out and scored two points early on, although you rallied back to level it up early on in the first half. Where do you feel maybe it didn't quite go right for you today? Uh,
4: I dunno, it's just like you gotta handle Leitrim Gales, I just wanted it more. I think that was the bottom line. I like just think obviously that was our first senior game and there was a lot of talk around it, but they came here to prove themselves. They said they wanted it, and won the game, and that was—I think—that was the bottom line. That they wanted it more.
0: What lessons do you take from today going into the next three games in the championship?
4: Ah, uh, look. Well I suppose it's hard, hard, at the moment just to reflect on the game so soon, but we'll meet up during the week, obviously training, uh, and whatever we'll talk, talk it out, and, and we'll find out what, what what happened, and we'll work on that, work from there.
0: And the final game played on Saturday night in the Senior Football Championship was in Drumshambo Shambo in Shane McGettigan Park as Glencar Manor won that particular fixture against the home side Alan Gales, 112 to 8 points. You can, of course, find that game on GAA.ie with full commentary from John Lynch and Martin McGowan of Ocean FM. We don't have an interview from that. You can actually just check that out on their website and watch that game. We did speak to Aaron Hickey, who played in the soccer game yesterday morning. Uh, He played in both fixtures, and we'll talk to him about both games later on in the show. Of course, the weekend did start from a sporting point of view with that intermediate opener on Friday night. And over in Clune, Kiltubbard hosted Anna Duff uh, with the Anna Duff side running out winners on a scoreline of 10 points to 9. It was... Nip and tuck the whole way through the game. In fact, Kiltubird looked like they would win the game for most of the match, but Anaduff just had those extra legs to carry through in the last fifteen minutes and just claw back a two-point deficit to win by the smallest of margins. We'll hear from their player Dylan Keane as well as the Keltubird manager Kieran McTeague. Kieran McTague, first game. In defeat, not quite what you'd hope for, maybe. But uh, what's your thoughts after that game?
5: Oh, not exactly what we're looking for. But um, no, very happy with the lads. We're very, very happy. With the right direction we're going, uh, putting the right foot forward, putting the foundation down. They're a uh, guitar great club, good tradition. They're going the right way. there's a lot of development there, and the lads, everything we asked them for, they're giving it to us in spades. So we're happy with where we're going, and a lot of a lot of games to play in the championship yet, and we're we're learning every day, so we're quite happy.
0: What would be the main lessons you take from tonight?
5: Just little margins, little margins, the lads are coming, going to see that, you know, we've we've come a long way in a very short space of time, um, lads' thoughts on how to play football and everything's changed and uh, just little bits that we have to tweak, not too much and we, we'll be there.
0: couple of misfree's maybe you might rue late in the first half, now looking back at the game?
5: Yeah, possibly, but now overall we're we're quite happy, like our shot selection is very good, our movement off the ball, our recycling, um, very happy with that, uh, massive improvement in the space of a few weeks, so... Yeah, look, there's an awful lot of positives to say. Look, we didn't get the result, but um, at the end of the day, it was, a, it was a good progress for us, and that's what we're looking for.
0: One black card on each side, one sin bin in each. Uh, it fairly evened up in the end, but what's your thoughts on the discipline from both sides today?
5: Yeah, there were there, again, little things to be improved on, but an even like that, bad weather, look, anything can happen. And I thought overall, both teams, uh, look, they've they done what they could do in the, in the conditions and uh, have to applaud both teams for putting in a good effort.
0: Tough conditions, as you said, really wet day, ground soft enough. But the fitness levels of both teams, particularly Kiltubrid, seem to be good right to the death.
5: Yeah, lads. So these lads have a good attitude with them, and um, they're putting in the work. And uh,
0: can't ask any more from that. And uh, it's shown out there. Listen, hard luck tonight. I'm sure it won't be the last we we'll see Kiltubrid challenging in games over the course of the year. Oh, thanks very much, Beth. Dylan Keen, uh, nice way to start the championship.
6: Yeah, um, look. At, I suppose the main two things was that we got two points on the board. Like um, we were very lucky in the end. We kind of fought very hard. Conditions were poor enough, but yeah, just glad to get the two points.
0: Talk us through the game because it seemed like Kiltobert might run away with it midway through the second half, but you, you rallied well towards the end.
6: Yeah, I suppose the whole way throughout the game was just literally point for point. Um, I think the, the furthest any team got was maybe two points ahead, and like I suppose the fifteen-minute breaks, the water breaks in between, maybe helped us kind of reset. Uh, I know both teams went down to a man, uh, 14 men after a blackguard each, kind of swung advantage both sides, but I think you should have seen the, the, the work away from the forward line then, and we just got out of jail really looking looking forward to getting back on the board next week against Kerry Gallon. just two points, happy enough.
0: Very physical start of the Championship though, f- some no-holds barred really for most of that game. Yeah,
6: well I think I suppose both teams just wanted to lay down a marker, I suppose, after coming off such a, a long bear break, no one really knew where they were. You can do as much training in the world as you, as you want, but... I suppose you only get tested up against uh, a strong team like Kildare and, and they progress massively. Like as I said, we're just delighted to just get the two points and get out.
0: In terms of the game today, any major surprises or did you was it kind of how you expected it to be from your point of view and also from Kildare? Yeah,
6: I suppose coming off such a long layoff, no real team had any one foot full o- or foot over the other. Like and we're just happy to get out. We knew it was going to be battle. Like it's been pissing rain all all kind of day and and real that kind of wet conditions. We knew it was going to be slippery ball. Simple mistakes like handling errors that will all come. Like we're you know as the weeks go on we get more conditioned and stuff like that and hopefully it'll improve but yeah as I say it all just comes back just getting that two
0: points and getting started What lessons do you learn from tonight in terms of where you can maybe improve uh, those couple of percentage points for next week's game? I suppose just
6: that, like handling I suppose it's been maybe what even two weeks of, of on the ball work in the on the pitch and stuff like that conditioning levels look we're, we're not anywhere where any team would I suppose be likely to be in at the end of the July like and that will come and um, but I suppose everyone is in the the same, same area and stuff like that, um, and that will all come once we get more fitter and stuff like that. Handling will become easier, kick passing, and, and look a better day like that. Everything will run, run a bit more smoother.
0: Listen, well done tonight, and best luck. Cheers, thank you very much. Now in St. Hughes Park on Saturday night in Balanaglera, Borna were with the visitors and only one point separated the sides in that fixture as well. 2.15 to 2.14 the final score with Balanaglera just edging that home fixture against Borna Kula. were beaten at home by a rampant Drumkirin side, 2.16 to 10 points. Drumkirin went into a bit of a deficit early on in the game and managed to pull it back to win reasonably comfortably. At the end of the match, we'll hear from their manager Francis David, who spoke to
7: Seamus Gallagher after the match.
4: Congratulations! Uh, very important to win your first game, so you must be delighted with the result.
7: Thanks, Seamus. Yeah, we're glad to get two points on the board, and I suppose that's really what it's all about. Um, every game is going to be a, a massive challenge, and today was was a big, big challenge, um, and we're thankful to be out on the right side of it.
4: Yeah, you were up against a very strong breeze in the first half and uh, you got off to a slow start, 3-0 down after maybe about 10 minutes but he, he fought back well and then level at the break so really, you know, it was always going to be your game in the second half with the breeze behind you.
7: Yeah, but I suppose, you know, sometimes you'll often see games where the breeze has a big effect in games and you know, teams go out and expect the breeze to win the game for them but, you know, getting that message across and just making sure we were going to work hard to do the simple things right and, um, you know, attacking numbers that, that was what our message was about at half time and thankfully the lads stuck to it um, and in the last 15 or so minutes we, we pulled away
4: Yeah. so uh, next next weekend uh, a home game against Ocknessheel and I suppose you have the advantage of having a game under your belt uh, they didn't play this evening so the fact that you're at home as well you know you probably will go in favourite. so
0: looking forward to that one
7: yeah look it's good to be out playing football again um, you know it's nice to be on a Saturday evening you know, doing what you want you like to do what you love to do
0: Gortletra also ran into an early lead, leading by seven points at one stage before Drumahair pegged them back in the second half of that game. Gortletra still two points to spare at the final whistle, two eleven to two nine in favour of Gortletra. <music> the final game of the weekend was in soccer, and in the Sligo Leitrim District Super League. Manor Rangers hosted Carberry in a top-of-the-table clash in the B Park on Sunday morning. In front of a capacity crowd of 200 people, it was absolutely sun-splitting the stones. Not that there was many stones in the B Park. The pitch was in an immaculate condition. I caught up with Thomas MacDonald and Aaron Hickey after a one-all draw. So, advantage Carberry in the race for the title in this year's coronavirus-affected season. Thomas McDonald how are your thoughts after after that game? Ah
8: uh, yeah I'm disappointed like the lads are all disappointed. You know we give everything we had and you know we just just couldn't get across the line. I don't think we could have given any more. Game plan went according to plan. Tactics I think we had them on the back foot at the end they were struggling but they showed their a bit of experience as well and that's why they're champions for so many years but uh uh, we're disappointed we didn't get the three points because they got a lucky goal. We hit the post. I think we had one, two chances taken off the line. The last quarter of the game, something around here, Shamy came through one-on-one on goals. You know, I think we're unlucky not to get a second, but uh, you might have seen it better. But uh, yeah, it's disappointing.
0: No, I, I'd agree with that. I think Shams Ryder was unlucky. I think if he puts it anywhere else except right down the throat of the goalkeeper, it, it ends up in the back of the net. In terms of the league campaign, not strictly speaking out of the woods yet because you still do hold a one point lead albeit with a game more played at the top of the table there's still a couple of games to come though so is it all doom and gloom? It takes it out of
8: our hands now but I'm just after chatting the lads there that we have to make sure that we regroup refocus because first of all on Wednesday we've cup semi-final we have to get through that and more than likely I'd be assuming that we will be meeting Carberry again if we get through Ballastadair, so a big week ahead of us but yeah next Sunday is the league again and there's a option or a chance for us to go four points ahead of Carberry. if we can get the three points against MCR we're one point on top at the moment and they're out in Connacht Cup next week but yeah they will have the games in hand and it's, it's in their hands now but yeah we will try and keep as much pressure on them as possible
0: in terms of the outlook for the next few weeks, of course, the Gaelic football championship taking place at the same time on Saturday evenings. How much of a concern is that in terms of players playing both
8: yeah it's It's very difficult have been we've some lads have been trying to do it for the past twenty years, <laughs> but uh th- these days we're not getting any any uh, younger, so it's it's hard so um yeah, for this game was it was so big lads were focused on this, and it was great to see um Glencair Manor push on and get the win and get a good start to the the championship but uh, yeah we have to be careful there's a lot of training going on and there's a lot of games to be played in a short space of time
0: Let's talk about the pitch here because I don't think the B Park has looked as good a bit of a rest through the spring and summer has really helped the, the facilities here but a decent crowd, full house all 200 I'd say, maybe one or two more but 200 or so at the game and a really really good atmosphere here what would it be like if the club could get this every Sunday morning for games here in the B Park?
8: Yeah, it would be amazing. It was it was great when before the game started and you look across and you see the support there. I suppose the only way you can get that support is to keep training the way we are, keep focused and stay up the top of the division and then people will be will be interested and want to get out and watch us. Again, the weather is perfect today. Uh, I have to say, I, I don't know what to say about Joe and Bernie Cleary and Martin Cleary. They have the pitch in immaculate condition. Uh, there was some serious work put in but uh yeah uh, Joe I suppose in particular or Martin I'm not sure but the two the two lads have a, an amazing job done and it's like a, it's like playing on a carpet, you know, so well done
0: to the lads. Well listen, well done on a fantastic performance today. It's a pity result didn't go quite the way you wanted, but it's still alive and the best luck for the rest of the run in. Cheers, Stephanie. thank you. Aaron, what's your thoughts after that game this morning?
9: Uh I suppose uh, Disappointing, really. I know we drew one all with the top side for many years in the league, Carberry, but I thought we were the better team at the end. We went, or the whole whole way through, to be honest. I thought, look, they played the nicer football, but we, I thought we had more chances, to be honest. When we went one, 1 nil ahead, I thought we'd uh, push on, but they got a lucky goal. Just they got it lobbed over the keeper's head, and I suppose they got the rub of the green at the end, and that's the way football is.
0: In terms of the opening of the score, and you managed to get it yourself on the score sheet, regular occurrence?
9: No, not a regular occurrence. Well, I am the penalty taker, but uh, f- from uh, play, no. I just look at my brother Alan, good header in, and I just gambled, and I was lucky to get there, and just luckily it went in.
0: What's the uh, outlook now for the rest of the league campaign? A couple of games left, cup competition still to come as well.
9: Yeah, so obviously we're just going to put Carberry in the driving seat now, David game in hand and uh, they'll go two points or three points clear of us if they win all their games so we just keep putting pressure on Carberry and that's the main focus we have a cup game on Wednesday and we're going to focus on that now but that's it Carberry on the driving side. we'll just have to keep putting pressure on them and hopefully they slip up and that'll give us an opportunity to get silverware this year in the league.
0: Of course, not just the soccer this weekend for you. You were part of the Glencar Manor side that uh, took a win last night against Allen Gales. Uh, what's it like playing two s- intense games in such a short space of time?
9: <laughs> well, I noticed it today, yeah. It's uh, fairly draining. You know, I went to the, that recovery room in Carrick yesterday, it was a great setup, but it's very hard now. It's uh, daunting to do two games. You can see it I came off after 55 minutes with uh, hamstring just tightening up. So, no. You, can't, you actually can't do both, I thought you could but no, you can't do both
0: In terms of uh, your own recovery now over the next 24-48 hours, what will you do?
9: I'll Probably tomorrow I'll do an upper body gym session uh, and then hopefully get into the beach in Ross's Point get into the water and just keep drinking water, eating healthy and look at it, I'm just going to prepare hopefully get, get a, a fit for next weekend club championship again against Drum Riley and then hopefully play the soccer Sunday so they're kind of all topping up on each other, but that's all you have to prepare for. You know,
0: which do you prefer, the last three months with no sport, or now having it all thrown at you at once?
9: Oh, look at the last three months has been difficult. I think for everyone. Uh, so obviously, I'm delighted to be back. Sports, 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 are my life. Really, you know, a lot of these lads. You know, that's all we play for, and it's, uh, that's we're delighted to be playing it. So no complaints there.
0: It's h- hard luck today, but well done at the same time, and also a uh, good start to the Gaelic Championship as well. So, congratulations on a good weekend. Thanks briefly. And that, folks, is all we have time for on today's show, an action-packed weekend. Apologies we can't get to everything, but I haven't worked out how to make seven of me so that I can be in seven different grounds at the one time. We have invited clubs who want to be featured on the show week in, week out the opportunity to do so. And if you want your club on the show and you haven't, heard us on the show today speaking to your club and you want to make sure they're included as the season progresses and have your voice and your club represented uh, we would love to talk to you about how that is possible please get in touch uh, via social media or drop us an email info at com, and we will sort that right out for you don't forget to nominate who you think deserves to be our athlete of the month Every month we will shortlist a number of the nominees and there will be a public vote as well as a, a discussion on the show about who should be honoured with such an honour. There's been some great suggestions so far over the the year and some great winners in January and February and that will continue on through the rest of the year. Obviously put on hold like the rest of the world Uh, with the coronavirus shutdown so yeah get in touch let us know leitrimdaily.com forward slash nominate and you can put in who you think impressed you over the course of last weekend's action, a massive thank you to everybody who supported the All In for ANA campaign. They hit their target over the weekend, but all funds would be greatly still appreciated uh, by the family of ANA, a 17 month old, of course, with huge connections to St. Joseph's Ladies over there in Ahavas and Carrigallon. Please continue to support that if you haven't already. And if you have, thank you very much on behalf of the show and, of course, the whole ladies football fraternity. In the county. That is it from today. We will be back tomorrow. I hope you've enjoyed the little video snippets we've been doing on our social media. Let us know um, and make sure that if there's something going on in your club that you want featured on the show, get in touch with us also. You can hit us up at from Daily on all the social medias and also info at com. We'd love to hear from you. Ivan Breath This has been the first week back of the sport in the county it's the first sports roundup show since we locked down three three and a half months ago it's great to be back i'm delighted you're all back with us in massive numbers please continue to keep doing that and we'll be back later in the week with a preview of the ladies senior football championship which kicks off next weekend and of course the next round of games in the men's senior intermediate and of course junior championships which also start on sunday talk to you then